0: This is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At gotodobs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs.
1: For deals you can use, click on GoToDobs.com now.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
1: Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101
0: ESPN. Yes, yes, I don't even hear it.
3: I just walked in. I literally just walked in. Did
2: it time out well? I don't know. I know my perfectly, headphones aren't plugged in. What oh, was the YouTube perfectly. up?
3: Uh, I look like a naughty little boy today, too. It's a shame for those of you who... Can't see me. Naughty little boy.
2: A dry run. Thank you.
3: Welcome in. Balloon party driven by S. St. Louis in Alton Toyota. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you here on 101 ESPN. And it's a wide birth Wednesday. The widest of wide birth Wednesdays. Nice. I like that. Oh, yeah. Free flow. Uh, Yours, and we're giving away a prize to incentivize a deep dive. Oh, my God. This is my kind of show. This is my kind of show today. is my kind of town. Uh, here's what we got 101 ESPN has your chance to score a pair of tickets to see Al Monstero next Saturday night, July 8th at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Tickets for Al Monstero are now on sale, celebrating the 50th anniversary of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Text in to 314 399. You see how on the copy it says 0946, like we're in the UK. It's like a bunch of numbers but I believe the Air Comfort Service text line is 314-399-9646. That is accurate. Uh, To win tickets to El Monstero, get all the ticket details and find a bonus chance to register to win free tickets at 101ESPN.com or on the 101ESPN app. And Jackson, we will give those tickets away to the deep dive selection that we use on the program. The first one.
2: Yep. All right, there you go. Absolutely. We had the, uh, the gentleman who, Sent us the deep dive about you and the Steve Savard story. Where uh, I was scolded on top of a building in Manhattan. He was at the game and sent a nice little picture on oh, Twitter right. saying, thanks for the tickets, boys. What, he sent it to you? Uh, he tweeted it out. It was, uh, it, was in my in men- it was in my mentions. They threw uh, a tag at me. So. Didn't tag me. Well, I don't know her feelings. Yeah. He knows
3: knows who really runs this program. That's exactly right. That's why it's the Little Piddles show. Uh, I I texted Matt Rocchio while we were hosting TMA down the hallway in the HD2 corner of the building uh, because I knew Adam Wainwright was coming up on uh, the opening drive with Randy Carricker, Kerry Davis, Rick Grimsley, and Matt Rocchio. And I wanted to hear what he had to say. Cardinals, of course, winning yesterday, Jackson. And the odds didn't move. For my wager of plus 8.50, they're still plus 8.50 to win the National League Central. They've won six of eight. Yep. You starting to feel it? I can feel it! Deep cover, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Uh, did you see the film? No, I didn't. The song, I think, more popular than the film.
2: Yeah, there's. I wonder how many cases of that there is. But, um, I did think yesterday, I mean, going up against a really good pitcher, I think he's like second or third in ERA this season for Major League Pitchers, uh, Get four runs on him and then not only come from behind, but then hold the lead. Dodge the bullet in the seventh. Yeah, big. Giovanni Gallegos. Jordan Hicks, again, kind of a sweat-free ninth. Yeah. It's really, How do you do? Yeah, and then, you know, kind of yeah, come from behind, win. I've, right out of the gate, though, you know, Brendan Donovan boots the ball, which is the unearned run for Montgomery. You're like, oh, boy. Homestand starting off with an error is not what you're looking for, but they really they really played well last night.
3: Here they come. Here they come. Get the
2: action in now. Get it in now.
3: And I said yesterday that they're plus five thousand to win the World Series. That is inaccurate. It's plus five thousand to win the national league. Mm. Fifty to one on that, that gets into an area where I'm slightly tempted just to to throw the dart. Plus, I think eight thousand to win the World Series. Right. That, That strikes me as still being
2: you look at the NL, it's the teams that you thought were going to be the real problems heading I into October. I don't know. Did you see the
3: Diamondbacks coming?
2: I uh, Personally, yeah, I did. Did you see
3: the Padres and the Mets where they are? Right. Did you see the Cardinals where they are?
2: No, that's what I'm saying. So like, oh, things okay. are kind oh, of, oh, I
3: thought you were going with the, no. it's the teams you thought that were going to be there. Uh-uh. Now, you knew the Braves would be there. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I also would say the Mets won 101 games last year, and there's a feeling that Buck Showalter might lose his job four months into the season. Oh, Steve yeah. Cohen of the Mets ownership uh, is just he's tweeted out yesterday. I'm handling this, and I'll t- I'll tell you everything. Can you imagine? Like if Bill the Wit number one got a Twitter account, and then number two goes, okay.
2: <laughs> I thought that was so odd, just because I was like, what What's he going to go talk about? Like, I guess that's fans enjoy that, but like personally, like, what does it actually do?
3: It's probably a good thing in New York.
2: Yeah, a difference like, of markets that works. Sure. At the same
3: time, I'm interested in what he's going to say. I mean. You got Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander for a combined eighty-three million on the books. Goodness. That's fun. Combined age of probably like eighty. It probably matches the eighty-three. <laughs> uh, Francisco Lindor is not performing this year. Pete Alonso has had some struggles as of late, and uh, you know you can be an owner, give and takes with the microphone. But if you have that much allocated to four players who are underperforming you can complain about the manager all you want that that'll pretty much summarize why you are where you are. Right. That's a thing. In addition to dollars spent on former Cardinal Jose Quintana, who hasn't thrown a ball this year. Right. So that'll pretty much summer on up. I don't know what else he plans on doing, but they'll probably enjoy it. That's what I'm saying. Like unless it was
2: like a, like public canning of Buck Showalter. Like, what's, like, are you going to gain more equity? You spent, like, 300... You think he might
3: whack him at the press conference
2: today? Well, otherwise, like, what is he going to say? Like, the players are, are just not playing well. They've spent more money than any baseball team ever this offseason, and it's not showing up. So it clearly isn't a front office problem. I guess you could... Allocation of money could be something, but... I mean, who could have predicted what the Mets have done? So just going on the press conference, and he was like, you'll get it straight from me. Right. I was like, well, what are you going to say?
3: I know, that's why I'm kind of intrigued by it. What in the hell can he say? All right, uh, Adam Wainwright was on with, uh, with the opening drive. And I'm anxious to hear what he has to say. So uh, he talked about the the Twitter decision, and then I had I left my phone down in the TMA studio, so I had to run down the hallway. Kerry Davis blocked for me; you couldn't see me. Yeah, I was like a ghost. I said, "All right, I need I need some room to run here." You're Darren Sproles, and that's exactly what I was. And I was just you, and he was a great lead blocker. Uh, so uh, I, I didn't get a chance to hear what the sound bites were about. But Rockio said he cut two. This is from uh, the nine o'clock hour on the opening drive. You can go back and. Pop podcast at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers Podcast. Adam Wainwright uh, here on one ESPN.
0: If I'm gonna get out of this hole and help this team win more games, I need hundred percent commitment. You know, I've got a I've gotta be hundred percent committed to the idea that I'm gonna be great. And that's 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 what I've always done. That's what it that's what I need. That's what it takes for me to get out, right? Uh, I can't do that if I have hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of, of hate mail coming my way and I'm reading them. You know, that's just, a, and I, I try not to read them. You know, you, you don't you don't want to, but people will keep adding me so that so that I do see it. You know, they, they've taken cheap shots too, man, like I've never done anything in the city before.
3: That's Adam Wainwright on why he decided to delete his Twitter. And then there is a second soundbite, uh, and then I'll give my thoughts after we hear this one.
0: The sad thing is I know that the vast majority of followers on there are are really nice people. And the vast majority of our fans are unbelievable people and just devoted fans of the sport and, and fans of me actually that, that just to have you know, they let me know over the last couple of days that uh I'm not I'm not a the one that those other people describe. I'm 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 loved and you know, and I and I appreciate that, but it was and people, you know, I also got a lot of messages afterwards saying Oh gosh, I hope you're not depressed. And I appreciate the thought and the sentiment, but I'm not as fragile as that. You know, I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm not. I don't have one foot out the window. I'm I'm good. Um, I'm, uh, I'm I'm i just uh, I just had to refocus, like you said, Carrie. I had to I had to get real with myself and realize. And the other thing I had to realize was, you know, Twitter was becoming my source of news. Was becoming. You know my entertainment, and I'd sit down you know to spend a an hour on the in the couch with the kids and you know we're watching a show or something all and, and i'm I'm doing twitter
3: oh that's surprising to me that part that that that's that's the uh the, the, right at the end. I got a little, I got a point right breaking ball, actually. <laughs> that surprises me. I find myself doing that with TikTok. Yeah. Go, right. Oh, my God. I've been on this for 20 minutes. What am I doing? got I me get last to get night. Did it get you?
2: I was like 11 o'clock. Well, was it like just the...
3: like all association highlights?
2: Yeah. Just, you know, Takes. top 10 best hesies of all time. And I watched it on a loop for 30 minutes. Um, I
3: have to tell you, on the last part, that, that part surprises me. I suppose... Um... I'm a little surprised that it got to him to the point that he deleted it. Mm-hmm. D- not because I, I don't understand that. I absolutely understand it. As I have said, I think, on TMA and I think on the Tim McCurrent Show podcast, and now I'll bring it to uh, 101 ESPN Jackson. Uh, what is my fantasy?
2: Uh, deleting all forms of social media. The day where I go, okay, i will wrap it on up
3: delete Twitter, delete Facebook, delete Instagram. I guess I have a TikTok, but I don't use it outside of just to watch strange videos. Uh, It's just, it's it's for me a a zero upside thing. Right. And I recall um, interviewing Bob Costas like a, yeah, I think it was 2012 actually. And I asked him about not being on Twitter and he goes, well, let me ask you this. What would I get out of it? I can read people who I don't know, who aren't using their real names, attacking me, and then if I respond to them and I'm slightly out of line, I can lose my job. So tell me why I would do that. And I go, oh boy. Painted a very <laughs> realistic picture. <laughs> that kind of, that was that was concise, accurate, well said. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I, I look at it. I suppose what I would say is I just wouldn't, read it, because that's kind of how I operate, it just doesn't matter it's just it's just a bunch of noise, so what I'm saying is somebody who, I couldn't hold Adam Wainwright in a higher esteem, I just think the world of him in so many different ways um, and I'm just surprised that he would even pay attention to it. That 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 surprises to me. And I don't think he's fragile. You can't be fragile and go out and close out a World Series as a rookie or second year or whatever right. the hell he was in 2006. And uh, you can't go into Shea Stadium and deal with the situation he was dealing with in the ninth inning of Game 7 of the NLCS and be fragile. So I don't think twice about that issue. I'm just surprised that you just get to a point where you know the crap is and you just don't read. You know, and also you don't... You know, if it were... Chris Carpenter who are going, hey, man, what the hell are you doing? Right. Or somebody, you know, or Matt Holiday or somebody he played with who he respects. That, that's a different deal. But if it's people like, you know, I mean, who, who, you just don't care. I don't know what to say. You kind of don't care. So the the, the bigger picture on the whole thing is it's essentially a septic tank and... But if he were hanging out on it as much as he was, that's the part why that th- that was the breaking ball for me, because I didn't realize he was hanging. I knew he tweeted, uh-huh. but I would think he just tweets and then you go, OK, I got mentions. I'm not going to read the mentions. Right. Whatever. It's it's so irrelevant to my job as a baseball player, my income, which is set for me, my five children, their combined you know, 10 to 25 children yeah. than their children. Generations It means of nothing. Yeah. And I've, you know, I'm married and a happy guy with potential potential future in broadcasting if I want it. It just is irrelevant. So I'm surprised by that just because, you know, I usually don't think of a correlation between people I really have a great deal of respect for and their happiness and their wealth and then spending time on social media, unless their whole business model is to be like guy on social media spewing crap or takes or whatever. You know, that's their lifeblood. Adam Wainwright's lifeblood would not be that. So he was saying he was on it a bunch, so it was causing negative impact to him. So that's why he got off of it. All right, there you go. What about you? What do you think?
2: I think that for someone who when he first came into the league Twitter and social media as a whole was certainly not there. And as that's correct. And his prime of his career, I would say, was almost spent when Twitter was also less popular. You know, the the influx, I would say 2014, 15 or so, is when it got super popular.
3: Is that right, really? I feel like it was more like I, I was told about it in 2009, I recall. Oh, I mean, it's it's been been, I, know, I know that, but I just felt like it was popular. Like when Bin Laden was taken out in 2011, and I feel like everybody was on it then.
2: That was, yeah, that's a very significant moment in Twitter and social media in general's history. So I think going from someone like, let's say, we, you just referenced when he closed out the World Series as a rookie or second-year player in 06, you know— if I you, think the Mets
3: thing was a bigger accomplishment. All due respect. I mean, in the World's, but I'm talking about you're on the road. You're that young. You weren't a closer a month beforehand. It's right. Shea Stadium, that Beltran. place is what it is. It's Carlos
2: Beltran now yeah. at the prime prime of his career for sure. Cardinal killer, yeah, no doubt. So I think that. But in those back then, you know, the, you would get it from columnist media. That's what you'd have to kind of avoid. Now, even if you're off of it or you don't check it, like just the anxiety you would get from you know, you just pitched a bad game and you know that your mentions are going to be super toxic, like just knowing that they are and then the confirmation of it when you see it can be a lot on somebody. So, I don't necessarily like I would never ever say like fragile or anything like that. I just think if it's best for his mental health, you know, it's best for his headspace at the moment to just be rid of it entirely, not only for you know his well-being, but also to spend more time with his family and not fall into that social media trap, which many people have. It's probably
3: a positive. Oh, well, of course. I mean, I'm, what I my observation isn't that. I mean, of course, the positive. I th- like I said, my fantasy <laughs> is to get rid of it all, <laughs> sure. and I can't wait for that day. I mean, the sooner the better. But what I'm saying is, I'm surprised it even like a he even read it. Mm-hmm and B, it even had any impact. That's what I'm saying. Right. Because again, he's got, he checks every single box as far as somebody I respect, admire for so many different reasons. And... Usually those people just go, okay, whatever, say whatever. I don't really even care. I'm not going to delete my account. I just don't read it. It means nothing. It's nonsense. This isn't somebody I played against or somebody I play with, or this is, you know, angry guy, so strong in his, you know, opinions and self-worth that he has created an account using a different name to attack people. I mean, that isn't somebody I really want their validation that's somebody I wouldn't want to have no on my side. So, um, hey, man, if that puts him in a better headspace, God bless America. What I'm saying is I'm surprised that uh, it even phased him in the first place or that he even read it. All right. Your request for deep dives can win El Monstero tickets. 314-399-9646. We have the little piddles half and half. And if there is a deep dive request, any topic, I mean, any topic you're selected, you win the El Monstero tickets, courtesy of 101 ESPN. And you can get them right now. Win free tickets at 101ESPN.com or on the 101 ESPN app. Text in 314-399-9646. This is Balloon Party. Driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
3: Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by S, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you for one hour of what is known as radio excellence uh, throughout the land. And we are giving away... And we've gotten a lot of uh, good suggestions here for the deep dive. Uh, El Monstero tickets, just text in 314-399-9646. Tickets for El Monstero are on sale now, celebrating the 50th anniversary of Pig Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. So text in today your deep dive request. Any topic, Jackson. Any topic. And if it's selected... We'll do that in the second half of today's show, uh, and we will have that for you, and you get tickets to El Monstero. You can get your tickets and win free tickets at 101ESPN.com or on the 101 app. It is J- July 8th at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Lil' Piddles Half and Half.
2: Lil' pills Half and Half. You know, we got some you know good stuff here. Let's oh,
3: wow. I mean, if you know how to pick up reads, you know this is a man not really happy about his half and half today.
2: Hey I now, mean if you're happy about it am going, hey, You know, it's that was really just me buying time to open up the email, <laughs> um, and it was poorly done. Hello, hey now, a nice little victory for the Cardinals last night against the defending World Series champion. Last try, night, that's right. Featured six everything, to eight, Jack. Yeah, absolutely. That has seemingly been missing from this club: a comeback effort, good starting pitching performance, and the bullpen preserving the lead. If they can take four of six from the Astros and Yankees, they got five more games, so they've already taken one. Nice. On the,
3: it's just Are just still looking to open up the email? I
2: no, no, I got this one down. Uh, do you feel your confidence will grow that you can make that sweet, sweet cash on your NL Central bet? Would this week be a nice litmus test for the viability of your bet going forward.
3: The viability of my bet is it cannot afford like a one in five week. So uh, that's certainly there for the record. My wager is the Cardinals winning the National League Central. And also to be clear, it's not like I'm saying the Cardinals will win the National League Central. I'm getting almost 10 to one on my money. And that's why I made the bet yesterday. Um, Yeah, I just... the, The bet was made in part because of just going they have to be better than what we've seen. And then also going, I don't know who's going to win the National League Central. And I think that's a bigger factor for me than the Cardinals, actually. So with that said, yeah, if you go 4-2 and two against two teams that are above five hundred, but I think both fan bases for the Astros and Yankees are disappointed with how they've performed so far. Uh, both teams dealing with material injury. Big time. Uh, so with that said, yeah, I, I, I certainly would. And um, I think the bigger, as far as the bet goes, and the Cardinals winning the National League Central, Jackson— If they are in a spot where they're charging, then I think it increases the probability of them going out and acquiring um, a pitcher or two. And by the way, and I don't know if this is in the little pittles half and half, but the fact that Paul DeYoung, who I think was probably the most attacked person in the organization on the field, certainly John Mazalak is uh, off the field, Um, is having the kind of year he's having where he is actually on pace for 25 home runs. What that does is potentially open up uh, a trade from the middle infield spot in addition to the outfield. So Keep an eye on that. You know, you might go. Oh, God, I had a lot of takes on Twitter from my dog avatar attacking Paul the Young, and so this makes me look bad. Even though you only have four followers, but in reality, it's good for the Cardinals. Uh, not only because he's helping them win, but from the trade perspective, if they have a real surplus of middle infielders and not just. A number of guys who play middle infield, but would have no value to a potential trade partner. So keep an eye on that development.
2: Yeah, and last night also could be a smokescreen in the sense that it was a Jordan Montgomery start, because in the month of June, pitchers mm-hmm. not named Jordan Montgomery, the entire pitching staff has a ERA of almost six in the month of June. So Sweet
3: mother of mercy. It's going
2: to be tough to get a lot of wins when you're giving up six runs a night. So Montgomery start, obviously good to see, but let's see if that can continue with other pitchers. All right, let me, let me strap on my skates, Tim. Let's head head down to the ice. Oh, yeah, you and your skates. Peter Puck over here. The Blues acquired Kevin Hayes from the Philadelphia Flyers for a 2024 sixth-round pick, and the Flyers will cover half of Hayes' cap hit for the next three seasons. What do you make of this trade? And more importantly, what does this trade tell you about Doug Armstrong's mindset for the franchise moving forward in the short term?
3: Well, he didn't want to go into a full rebuild, so in that sense, it's not all that surprising. What I think is surprising is what they were able to do in the deal, you might not. You might be like, hey, hey, I don't. I mean, is that really going to turn this thing around?" I don't think many people would say that. But he's the third center, and they were able to get him for a sixth-round pick, and the Flyers are keeping half the salary cap hit. I mean, you essentially got him for nothing. Right? Uh, interesting. Couple of to me, the bigger picture story is is the Tory Krug relevance. Uh, I was listening to Jeremy Rutherford here on 101 ESPN talking about his future with the Blues. And yeah, he, he said, no, I'm not going to Philadelphia. Um, and then what does that mean for his future with the Blues if you know a team doesn't want you? Now, you might be willing to go somewhere, but you're not going to go to a team that's on a full-on rebuild uh, like the Flyers are. I mean, if you think the Blues situation's bad, check out the Flyers situation. Plus, he was a healthy scratch there, and uh, you know, for the purpose of a rebuild, he's in an age where he wouldn't be part of what was most likely going to be whenever the Flyers returned to the postseason. But it ain't going to be this coming season, barring a miracle. So, with that said, Hayes and Krug, and it turns out Hayes is a cousin of Keith Walter Kachuk. Oh, there and is. Uh, shared the same agent. This story in the Athletic, Hayes and Krug got on the phone and talked talked about the situation this weekend and uh, because they played hockey together, going back to 10 years old and Krug asked Hayes about the situation in Philadelphia. You can interpret what Hayes said about the situation in Philadelphia by the fact that (laughs) Krug said, no, I'm not going to Philadelphia, but he might not go to Philadelphia. Then you go, do you think Tory Krug plays another game for the Blues? And as I said here on Balloon Party yesterday, I don't think he does. It's just a matter of how the Blues handle it. Will he go anywhere? Or are the Blues going to be forced to strong arm him? And then taking a bigger step back, what a damning situation it is because Krug was the answer to the Petrangelo situation. Right. And two weeks ago, he's lifting the chalice. And two years later, the Blues are shipping him. Yeah, or trying to ship him to a team that's in full-on rebuild mode, and he says no, and of course, the great irony of it all, granted, it's a no-trade clause, and Petrangelo, and the a no-movement clause, but that you are stuck with this. It is just a uh, quite a moment in Blues history if somebody wanted to do like a St. Louis 30-for-30 30 30 on how that all came to pass.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't blame Krug for not wanting to go to Philly, because uh, those uniforms are pitiful.
3: That's the reason why... The nameplate. The, the, the rebuild, torts, that doesn't matter. No. It's the uniforms of the Flyers. That's
2: pitiful. The nameplate on the back is so bad. Oh my God. There's a reason nobody else does that in sports. It's truly a.
3: Appalling. So it's the uniforms. It's the sweater of the flyer that kept Tori Krug from accepting the trade.
2: I don't know if that's the sole reason, but, but I, ha- I have to think it's part of it. Mount Rushmore of reasons.
3: Yeah. Uh, all right. It is uh, 1031 in St. Louis. Clarkson Jewelers time check here. We will come back, and I will scour through. i already seen a couple that have tempted me Ooh. in the deep dive, but I want to go through them, and I'm going to go through them now. If you want to compete for the El Monstero tickets, text in your deep dive request. Wide berth Wednesday, 314 399 Air Comfort Service. Tech and Action Jackson with you. This is Balloon Party driven by Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. welcome back this is balloon party here on 101 espn it is presented to you by Munganess, st louis acura and alton toyota tim mckernan action jackson with you for 23 more glorious minutes and then bk and ferrario come in and uh bring the heat uh jackson
2: any of the deep dive topics stand out to you nothing that i mean i i'm not the uh, know.
3: well i he's buying time and stumbling on himself i'm just letting the audience know what's going on it's kind of a little play-by-play
2: mouse is so far away from the mic here good thing i got long
3: arms did did you really need to stretch to the point that you sounded exasperated or was that to convey to the audience that the mouse is a foot away
2: so far away foot this is no foot i can tell you that much uh I like. Uh, someone said something about relegation, and I, I always find I, th- I always find it such an interesting topic because I, relegation to me makes so much sense. What are we talking about? They want to talk EPL? No, like relegation in American sports. Like how much better American sports would be if we well, had relegation. That would be wonderful. However,
3: <laughs> if you own a major league franchise, let's say you own the Pirates and they've had a magical three decades,
2: very magical.
3: And you were told you might get shipped down to AAA in the Pacific Coast League. It's tough. You might go, ooh, that would be damaging for my asset. I shall not sign off on something that could diminish the value of something by like 95%. So, therefore, while fascinating in La La Land, it isn't something that's realistically going to happen. Right. Personally, if I were creating a video game, I would make that be a reality. I'd also make myself 6'4 with a full head of hair. Right.
2: And that can be That can all be done.
3: All of these things could happen. Yeah. All these things could happen. I say, why not? However... It's not going to happen.
2: Now, do you think it's going to happen? So I've learned some things so in my 25 years of life. Tim, this is
3: where we get wisdom from
2: piddles. Yeah. Is the more limitations you set on humans, the more that fire burns for them to break those limitations. Wow. And so while I recognize that, especially in... This is like uh, Herb Brooks before the boys take the ice in 1980. And wait till you hear the crescendo. Um, I understand that, like, European teams, all this happened before the influx of commercialism of sport. Uh, that relegation was a thing long before that, so it was kind of grandfathered in. And it would not work necessarily for the owners in sports. But I say, why not? I say, why because not? Because
3: it wouldn't work for the owners in the
2: sports. Well, let's tell them it's going to work. And you will like it or lump it. And if they don't want it, I can buy the team.
3: You oh there it is there it was today today's wealth flash from Jackson occurs at ten forty Clarkson Jewelers time check uh, so you could acquire the franchise if they won't accept relegation
2: yeah a bargain oh right I'll take it when the getting's good don't get me wrong I'm gonna need to wet my beak but uh, I don't necessarily want to buy it at like the five billion dollar I mean not saying I can't afford it let's let's just say it out loud here it can be done I just don't want to allocate that much of my wealth to one singular asset. Right. But it's, you, you're a, a
3: diversification guy and always right. have been. By the way, you're catching a lot of hell for your Flyers sweater take.
2: Oh, they're terrible. Who oh are people God. defending them? Yeah. Oh, ugh. And I, I want it to be out there that outside of Kevin Hayes, I don't think I can name you one singular Philadelphia Flyer. What about one single? Either or. Uh, who's ever played in the history of the organization? Why would you bring that up and then brag about it? I just want to be transparent with the audience, Tim. I am the common man. I think man. the audience probably suspected that, but then you not
3: only confirmed it, you peacocked around about it.
2: I think people really enjoy when you're very transparent. and This is honesty in media.
3: It is. Are, are you familiar with Chris Pronger?
2: Yes. Did he play for the Flyers? He did. All right. All right. Count, that's two players I know who've played for the Philadelphia Flyers. Just a terrible... I Listen whether I, I can not know a player and still come to the conclusion that the uniforms are awful. Just awful. Here is a deep dive for you. Oh, now we're cooking. Pills is a complete no fool. It's not really a deep dive. No.
3: Like, I don't have, there isn't meat on the bone that I can deep dive in.
2: Yeah, you can't really gnaw on that one. Listen, on the the relegation
3: thing, in a a vacuum, it would be wonderful. I would love that. I would absolutely love it. I think it would be great for sports fans. No one would enjoy it more than the players themselves because there would be an influx in salaries if owners were worried that they would be relegated. But with that all said, it isn't something that realistically is going to happen. And I understand why it wouldn't happen. But let me make this clear. I love the idea. I mean, the Marlins would be playing in like Little Rock, you know. So the Pirates, uh, yeah, and, and the Pirates, and the Cardinals would be sweating this season, man. It, it would be, it would be, it would keep things incredibly intriguing. Yes, you know, as a casual observer, and I want to emphasize, casual observer of the EPL. Those teams are sweating it out at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, Man City knew that they were in a really good spot. And if that were all you're worried about, I think it was Man City and Arsenal, if I'm not mistaken, they at the, were the end of the, year, the table. Right? Uh But the other teams that were still grinding it out were going, oh, God, we don't want to be relegated. That keeps you moving. Yeah. I mean, uh, from my standpoint, and maybe it's just not being cognizant of it at a young age, I don't recall. And say, even the 1990s, much less 80s when I really was, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. But 1990s, high school and college, what we have now in the vast majority of teams in the four major North American pro sports leagues, which is you can cross out a minimum of 10 teams who you feel like you could bet everything you have, they are not going to win the league's championship. That might've been the case. And maybe I just didn't know it cause I was young, but I feel like that is a new phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly the case in baseball. Big time. I feel like the one that it's least likely is the NFL. I was going to get, you can get snagged there by a surprise. Yep. Um, but with that said, you know, some of these Texans teams and a few years ago, the Hugh Jackson Browns teams, uh, certainly the Rams operation at the tail end in St. Louis. The last
2: few years of the Raiders, they don't seem like they were too interested. You,
3: you just, you, you know, and I just, I would love it if you could be relegated. Yeah, I would love it. It would bring up value from the XFL standpoint if the XFL teams got to come up there. But there is a. There's a very clear reason why it isn't going to happen, and that is people own these teams and their value declines substantially the moment that they're not in one of the four major leagues. So I love the idea in a vacuum as far as it pragmatically applied to a real business world. Never.
2: And that's fair. And Except
3: I now that you are going to go talk to the owners, that might make it happen.
2: Yeah, well, when I talk, they listen. Let's, that's right. let's just throw it all out there.
3: Uh, Mr. Cronkey, Mr. Jones, uh, this is Little Piddles, and he would like to talk with you.
2: Yeah, and I would like the integrity of sports. That would be my PowerPoint. Oh, well, those are... Those are a couple <laughs> of different synonymous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is uh,
3: 1045 in St. Louis. Uh, you are welcome to text in. Air Comfort Service Text Line 314-399-646. El Monstero tickets going to be given away in the next segment. This is Balloon Party, driven by Muganass, St. Louis Hacker and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN.
1: We are right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101
2: ESPN. <laughs>
3: I was over here reading a bunch of deep dives. Then you just waved me over.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I like to not tell anybody like, hey, we're going on live now. You know, no warnings. Just wave me. I like that.
3: It takes me back to the television days where they just point. That's how they would do. Um, somebody texted in, and I read it in the first one, and this person was in, I believe, Communications at SIUE. Do you see this one? But I can't find the text now.
2: I can just search up SIUE. Oh, okay. See if you can get it. Got it? Uh, yeah.
3: All right, read it. This deep, is my deep dive. This is my El Monstero deep dive play.
2: Deep dive. I'm in my final year of college at SIUE getting my Mass comm degree. That stands for Massive Communications. I was just curious about, about... Jackson talking down to the audience again. Well, you know. I was just curious about any pointers, the state of the business, and where you think the business is headed, etc.
3: I wish I wish this was a phone conversation. Right. You know what? Maybe I will communicate with this guy and give him my number or less, and we'll we'll talk it over. Uh, because I'll tell you this: um, I got a lot, and really continue. I think I would say to get a lot of help from some people when I was coming up, and it's one of those things that you want to pay forward. Um, with regards to sports media, I find it to be a uh, a time where. If I were in school at this particular moment, and I left the University of Missouri Journalism School, should have graduated in 98, I'm going to wind up being like class of 28 um, with eight credit hours still to go. But that I knew what my goal was, and I don't know if you were in mass comm, and I, what does that stand? Mass communications. Oh, okay or journalism school right now, I'd be curious, and that's what I would ask this person who texted in, what what they were visualizing. Now, I actually went to the University of Missouri Journalism School thinking that that was where you go if you want to do play-by-play. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, that was not it. I think that probably would have been going to Mass Mass.com?
2: Uh, uh, I don't know, actually. I think that's it. Okay.
3: This was more for news and I recall my first journalism school class at Missouri and the professor Don Randley and he looked like Santa Claus <laughs> and he said now any of you hoping to get into sports jock talk I suggest you get up and head over to the communication school because here we talk about news and I go oh my god Sounds I'm like in that. my junior year and I've, and I've made a terrible mistake now it turns out I had made a terrible mistake by choosing the major but in that moment I thought I was in the wrong school what I'm saying is this. The business can be great. I mean, TMA is is approaching 20 years on the air. We screw off for three hours. And fortunately, I, I, it's like a lottery ticket, though. Mm-hmm. But for every lottery ticket, there are, I don't even know how many people. Thousands. So from the perspective of being in it at the moment, I don't know because I feel like you don't have you can you can pursue a quote unquote legitimate career mm-hmm. and still have a podcast that you can then what's the phrase you like wet your beak
2: yeah well I'm constantly doing it so
3: in broadcasting and seeing if it can take for you uh, whereas that was not the case even a decade ago uh, local news which is what I guess that journalism school sent me toward is is not in play anymore i mean it exists but it's not what it was and so i don't really know what people and i'm not saying this to mock it i'm asking from a place of sincerity and and maybe i will i could obviously uh i'll text this person when we're done with the show and we'll we'll get on a call and what what their goal is because uh i had a number of people uh, throughout my career very seriously frank Uh, was incredibly kind when I was coming up and coming out of school Uh, Joe Buck uh, still uh, I I can't say enough good things uh, about Joe Buck Uh, and this goes back to when I was you know a student and present day and I I there have been a number of people who just are kind, when I was leaving Columbia, Brian Nooner was the sports director at KOMU, then it became Chris Gervino, but Chris Gervino was, and now is still part of the Missouri broadcast. I called them when I was deciding on my first TV job and people just are willing to help. I, so what I would tell you is this, to this particular person, anybody who may have children who are looking to pursue the industry, number one, it always goes back to any business principle and any really life principle you treat people how you want to be treated and that's whether you're in sports casting or, or any other industry secondarily I remember my dad saying like in the 90s Timmy this place is so effed up now all you got to <laughs> do is the bare minimum and you'll stand out and I go well, that's great I think I can do that yeah. you know if you got to go above and beyond I don't know about yeah, that well, yeah. and which is just showing up on time and returning calls texts or emails and it stands out and it actually does yeah. Much less than getting into the actual industry. I suppose what I would say now regarding it is find a, do you say niche or niche? I say niche. Do you say can or cans? Because I know you've been to the film festival. It's
2: can. Oh, wow. Yeah. If anyone says cans, chalk them up as someone who's never been.
3: How many people in our audience and in this studio right now, percentage wise, do you think have attended the Cannes Film Festival? Zero percent. Wow. But yet you just talk down to the people again. That's my prerogative. I don't have to explain Bobby it. Bobby Brown, 1989. I think it was 89. Somebody will check on that.
2: All right, We'll have it tomorrow.
3: Yep. Uh, niche or niche, and then focus on that. That's, that would be my counsel. And also, if you're losing your hair, get it taken care of. Yeah. Because if you're going to be on television, it's just going to be, it's already a 15-foot putt. And if you're, if you're, if you're dealing with what I got going right now, right. it becomes a 75 footer. And unless you're hail or Owen at Medina in 1990, slapping hands with the gallery, you're not going to hit the putt. So that might sound like asinine counsel, but I'm to, oh, and also, you know, lose some weight if you're uh, if you got a BMI situation. Sure. And I, I, listen, if you're not pursuing it, you know, bulk up all you want. God bless. Absolutely. You know, I'm, as you know, we're pro-liberty, anti-kink shaming on this show, but if you want to be on television, it's probably in your best interest to... You know, to have a a respectable yeah. BMI, it increases your probability of of hitting the putt. You want the putt to be a tap in. Right. Odds are, it won't be a tap in, so you can mitigate some of the risk factors that make your putt longer. And for me, it was bailing on Propecia.
2: Right. Yeah. That was. That's when you want back. Otherwise, at that time. I was compared to Denzel Washington. So often that it almost, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but it became annoying that like, it's like, I'm not Denzel. You used to like, wear a hat that said, I'm not Denzel Washington. I'm not Washington. Denzel because it became so tiresome candidly. Right. I don't blame you. On, uh, on a semi-serious note, the, with the- Wow, I guess yeah. the Denzel
3: thing wasn't serious.
2: <laughs> that came off wrong. Um, on the sports media side of it is like, it is interesting because like some of the old bastions, some of the old platforms aren't as popular anymore, but you kind of, in a way... And there's obviously always going to be red tape around it, but can control your own destiny to an extent. Because if you can build a following on your own without an institution behind you, if you
3: can. Wow, look at Jackson doing a live read for OnlyFans
2: right here on Balloon Party. <laughs> what a what a moment. But in a sense, you know, if like even on Twitter or Instagram, we talked about social media already today. Like if you are somebody who's good at that kind of thing and can That's create That's correct, that. but you've got to get the following. Right. You see what I'm saying? I agree with you 100%. Right. That,
3: that is, oh, that it's is, hard work. Baby. That is absolutely. I'm not saying necessarily it's honestly. I don't even know if I would say that. That. But, but what I'm saying is the, the the intangible is having the audience and the ability to mobilize an audience to generate revenue. Any a hole can have a podcast. Is yeah. that a hole monetizing said podcast? There are probably a billion podcasts, and like seven are making money. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's that's what separates For sure. You know those who are playing the game and those who are playing in the basement and, and saying, I'm the dungeon and you're the dragon, you know? Because right, so. that's
2: how Dungeons and Dragons are played.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, if I explain Dungeons and Dragons here on the show, I think we'd have less people Good. interested in that than the Cannes Film Festival. Is it Cannes, Con, or Cans? Can.
2: And anybody who says Cans. If they can or cans that someone who's not I mean Jackson's talking down to the audience not only fifth time. the film festival but never been to the south of France let's just let's call it how we see it um yeah I I would say that it is obviously difficult to kind of create that following but you can kind of do it on your own and having said that it's not like you need a degree in something to do that you can just do that it's just going to be very difficult but once you do you kind of, in a sense, control your own destiny, which is, for some people who are looking to get into it, kind of freeing, kind of motivating, I guess.
3: If you are willing to go to the south of France.
2: Well, I'm willing, I'm planning on being there this afternoon. Wow, look at that. That's a very quick trip. All right, time for us to shut
3: it down. Uh, BK and Ferrari. Alex Ferrario is in Nashville, and they just had the Kevin Hayes press conference. You're going to hear from him uh, coming up in the very next segment, the draft this evening. Alex Ferrario is there. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munga Jackson, taking pictures of the text line. That's what I know it's good. Oh, I, have to, I have to, I have to, for the winner. <laughs> oh, I thought it had gone off the rails. No, I have done that before, though. <laughs> uh, for Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munga it's accurate on 101 ESPN.
1: You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast (laughs) presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.